What's going on? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. I do marketing things at the juice. Excited to be here. Excited to be sharing another conversation with a marketer that matters with you. Today's topic, we are going to be talking about turning left when everyone else is moving right during your job search. It is undeniable that there has been a flood of marketers out in the wild, hunting, looking for new roles, transitioning roles. And I saw a post from a fellow Indianapolis marketer on LinkedIn and I said, you know what, this is really good. I wanna have a conversation with him about this because I think it would benefit the listener on the other side. So I'm joined by former colleague, Kyle Lacey, who is the chief marketing officer at Jellyfish. You all know who Kyle is. Kyle is everywhere. He's got an incredible brand. He's always delivering value. But this topic I thought was really good. So he helps us talk about this and think through when he receives resumes, what he's looking for, what he looks for when he hires someone. I think this is a really fun conversation and you're gonna enjoy this one. Have you signed up for the juice already? Join the largest library of sales and marketing content on the planet. It's curated for you. Make sure you do that. Link is in the show notes. Enjoy this episode. Take care of yourself. Let's kick into the conversation. So I saw this one on a LinkedIn post and today's guest probably doesn't need a huge introduction, but I'm on this Indianapolis marketing circuit and this topic was relevant and wanted to dig in. Today, I'm joined by Kyle Lacey, who's the chief marketing officer at Jellyfish. We're going to be talking about turning left when everyone else is moving right during your job search. Kyle, how are you, man? Welcome. I'm doing great. Pleasure to see you. Pleasure to be here. I want to I wanna let you know that we were working on some reports and some data on the platform. And recently, I was trying to find inspiration in the old subscriber fans and followers series <laughs> at Exact Target. And I was digging through the internet and I was trying to find, and there, I, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but there is like some slide share in Portuguese that exists out there that hosts that. So I was getting hit by a bunch of ads, but I was seeing the old reports and it was very helpful. And I was feeling very nostalgic while I was doing it. Oh man, that, that was a fun time, man. I, I think I probably have most of them in a Google Drive somewhere, honestly. Like that's, I, I owe a lot of my career to Jeff Roars who, who came up with the, with that campaign at, at Exact Target. But I, we should, we should print them out and like make a little booklet that we can read whenever we want. <laughs> we, we, there are plenty of marketers out there who need that. And you've recently joined the Jellyfish team. I know we're going to be talking about just job transition, but you had just an awesome run at Lessonly before Jellyfish. Obviously, Lessonly got acquired by Seismic. You kind of took this, I think, a little bit of a hiatus before you took your job at Jellyfish. Mm -hmm. So do you want to maybe talk a little bit about running really hard at Lessonly, going through an acquisition, and then maybe taking a step back before you decided on your new role? Yeah. I mean, the first thing I'll say is that I'm very lucky that I had the ability to do that, to actually raise my hand and say, I need a break, right? Like I, I, I will never forget that, that I have the ability to do that. And it's, and it's a gift, to be honest with you. I, I think that, you know, looking back on my career, I had never taken just a break in general ever since you know i met you at exact target 
I went to OpenView. OpenView was Lessonly. Lessonly, you know, was acquired by Seismic. I spent a year on the exec team at Seismic. And I don't think for, for me, it wasn't, I need to slow down. It was, I need to focus on what's best for me. And that's, and, or just try to figure out what I like and what I dislike about the roles I've had in the past. And I never taken the time to be, to basically retro my, what I liked and disliked that exact target at open view at lessonly at seismic. And, and so I took three months and that's what helped me. I didn't, I didn't necessarily slow down. My wife would be the first one to tell you that she had to tell me multiple times to stop getting on phone calls and doing meetings, even though I wasn't employed and that, and so it's just important to note it was more for me to retro my career to try to figure out what I want to do next. And because of that, I took time and I found the right company at Jellyfish and the right exec team that, you know, what I can think of as my first team, right? And it just took some time for me to, to get out of the grind to, to focus on that. What, what sort of things did you learn about yourself, the roles that you are, are attracted to or the qualities of those roles that you're attracted to when you kind of took a step back? What are some things that you learned? There's a certain stage and size of company that I I just don't excel in, right? Like moving lessonly, we were at 250 people when we were bought, seismic over 1,500 employees, I'm pretty sure at the time. My team went from, you know, without the BDR team at Lessonly, we we had 15 on the marketing team. Seismic, the team was 70. And it was it spanned from Australia to to Germany. And having to deal constantly with planning and process and communication and alignment across an org that large wore me down. And I think it mainly just because I had never dealt with it before. And I enjoy more of the 80% of the time it's alignment, process development, building teams, and 20% I can get tactical, right? That's and and at the B A B C D round type growth companies, you can do that. You are you're rebuilding, you're reinventing constantly. At a point in time where it's over a certain amount of revenue, it's not necessarily reinvention that's important. It's can it's basically process improvement. I'm better at reinventing and breaking than I am. Let's let's like iterate off the process. So that's the main thing I learned. You know, I, I, it had, it, it took me some time to, to be retrospective, to fully grasp that. So it just helped me in my process finding the next gig. So I think what inspired this conversation was a refresh on my LinkedIn feed and a post coming up from you, which they often do, and they're often helpful, but I'll read maybe just the opening statement because this will launch off into what we're talking about. Yeah. But you said, for everyone on a job search, don't just apply. You need to push to make an impression. What is going to make you stand out from everyone else? And I read that and I was like, that's so true. And I don't think, especially in this era where there's so much transition, people are moving out of jobs. People are trying to move into jobs. People don't yeah. take the time to reflect on that. So maybe just like what inspired you in that moment to put that post out there? I mean, it's a combination of two things. Number one, uh, it blows me away how boring people are when they apply to jobs. It, it's, it's, 
I don't know if I just had, I was just very lucky that I had a father that, that like beat networking into me, like meeting people and reaching out to people and understanding how to build community. There are very few people that apply to a job at Jellyfish that take the extra step to send me a note on LinkedIn or to uh, reach out to the hiring manager or get an introduction to me via somebody that I know. Very, very few. And I've hired a lot of people. So that was the first thing. It's just the people that take the extra step get the interview. Now, you might not make it past the first round. Just because you send me a video doesn't mean that you're you're, you know, you're going to get hired, but it does mean that if the qualifications at least look similar, you know, to the role, then yeah, we're going to have a conversation with you. So that was number one. Number two is that I had a great experience recently with somebody that she, she got an introduction to me. She sent a video via LinkedIn on like one minute on why she wanted to talk to me. I had an interview with her. She sent me a follow-up video sent with notes on what we talked about. She asked me to be introduced to the hiring manager for the role. She followed up with that hiring manager, created a video for that hiring manager. And she it didn't necessarily line up on, on what exactly we were looking for, but I introduced her to multiple people for her next job because it was just, she was so thoughtful about the outreach. And it's just rare that I see that. And you and I, we're marketers. Like this is something like this is, we live and breathe this stuff. The best experience possible for a prospect is why we are relevant. It's why we both have jobs, right? And I just don't, it, it, it just, it's very frustrating for me where I feel like people can get really creative and they don't. So I have noticed, and I, I'm I'm sure you have too, and I'm trying to understand as you're someone who's hired a lot of people, go through a lot of resumes, works with HR. It just seems like right now, just via, I'm, I'll use LinkedIn as a pulse check. It just seems right now that like the transition of people in and out of yeah. marketing roles is maybe greater than ever before. Are yeah. you Are you seeing a lot of that kind of transition, that volume of transition, just in terms of like people coming to you for advice, your hiring process, talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing, we're definitely seeing a lot of resumes coming in for sure. More than, more than what we've experienced in the past. I, I wouldn't say that I'm experiencing more people reaching out to me than in the past, which is interesting. And I, and I, you know, I, the the empathetic side of me, thinks that, you know, everybody's dealing with a lot of crap right now, right? And however, if you really want to get through the mass of talent managers that are checking a box on Greenhouse, you've got to get introductions. You've got to have a unique viewpoint, not just you filled out a questionnaire and sent in your resume because you'll get, you're going to get put within everybody else and there's nothing different between your Word doc with a with Arial font and somebody else's Word doc with Helvetica, right? Like it's you gotta you gotta go outside the resume, and the way you do that is you know kind of what the LinkedIn post was about. But you've got to have a unique view, and you've got to be unique in your outreach. So I think we it can be understood like the transactional way of just like burning through a bunch of applications and hoping someone your resume lands on someone's desk, like that's probably not going to work. But you mentioned like the video example of the individual who kind of went through the process using video. Maybe talk a little bit about just like differentiation points, things that we can be doing. You've mentioned introductions, but 
like maybe if you were looking for a new job today, I know you're not, you're very happy at Jellyfish, but like, what are some of the strategies that you would implement in order to make sure you were seen? Yeah. And, I, and I'll, I'll reference the LinkedIn post because that's, this is what I'm, I mean, this is what I tell others is that number one, write out stories for your last three jobs. What were unique about the jobs? What major accomplishments? What are major failures? It does two things. It allows you to think about your, your unique story because nobody else has experienced what you have. It also helps you in the interview process if somebody asks a question about a failure or whatever. Be sure. And then the, the, the main thing is that include numbers. Mm. Like I, it's, It blows my mind how many resumes I read from marketing leaders, especially, where they don't include numbers in a resume. And you know we're hiring a revenue marketer. Like you probably should include if you're if you had accomplishments there, include the numbers, include the growth numbers, research the company and actually try to figure out who the hiring manager is. It's crazy to me that people don't use LinkedIn like that. Or do we have connections in common? Connections in common is less powerful than you figuring out who the hiring manager is and trying to get to that hiring manager, because I might not have that strong an opinion if it's somebody on my team hiring somebody for their team compared to if I was hiring that person directly. And then last thing, and then we go on to the next, but we've got plenty to talk about. But last, one of the things that I wish people did more of is spend some time defining why you want to get connected to somebody. I get too many notes like, hey, I saw you were connected with Dave. I'm looking at that job. Could you introduce us? Sure. Like, why? Like, did you ask, do you think I really know Dave or, you know, include the message you want me to send? Don't, don't like, if, if like say, Hey, here's the reason I want to connect with Dave. Here's the message I would send. If I were you, are you open to making that introduction? That is so much easier to me than, Hey, I saw you're connected today. Will you make an introduction? Is there anything marketers can do that you think during the process you know, they're trying to stand out. They're trying to get your attention. Is there anything just, maybe this is for a caution for everyone. Is there anything people can do that might be outside of bounds or is everything fair game for you in order to like get in front of you and make sure you're seen? Uh, outside of bounds is uh, don't, don't show up to my house. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can probably find my address. That's what's outside of bounds. Everything else, I, you know, I think that, you, you should think about your job search as a targeted account, like an ABM play. Mm. Like if I'm trying to get into a company, I'm not just going after the contact that we think is our best persona. We're going after that contact, but we're also trying to get 10 others that we think are going to influence the deal. The same thing applies to a job search. If I'm hiring a head of revenue marketing, who we're not, we're not, because Becky Martins is in the role, she's awesome. But if I'm hiring another leader and I am getting introduced to that leader via a peer of mine that I respect. And that leader has also met with a sales manager, has also met with a head of engineering at Jellyfish, and they're influencing me too, that you're, you're only going to get, it's only going to be easy, easier for you in the job search process. Now, let's say you don't have any connections at all. The least amount that you can do is just be more personalized on the outreach. It's not hard to find or guess people's emails. It's not. And you're not going to offend somebody. You might get a hiring manager that's like, why did you email me? I don't want that. But most of the time, that's not going to happen. I would say you need to take it one step further than most. And that's, it's, it's just, I just don't see it very often. It blows me away. 
So if I'm someone who's looking to get hired by you and I I am navigating the different stakeholders within the company, whether it's HR, whether it's like another sales leader, is there best practice just in terms of like my communication out to all of those people? Is it making sure you're constantly in the loop on how I'm feeling about those conversations or or talk to me a little bit about like, you mentioned ABM and I just think about just all the communications, making sure that everyone's on the same page. Like how, how how would you recommend that? Yeah. First off, same as ABM, don't boil the ocean, pick, pick a few jobs that you really want and focus on those. The, the young woman that I mentioned earlier, she followed up with me after every conversation she had. So you say, hey, I just talked to Becky. Here's what I learned. Here's why I still think I'm a fit. Mm-hmm. Because she understood the difference between the hiring manager and the, the champion, which is you know me as a CMO. And then the hiring manager, Becky, head of revenue marketing. I think that from a process perspective, the, the thing not to do is send a bunch of notes to people that are the same. So, so if you're trying to get a job on Jellyfish Marketing Team and you send a templated email to, to my leadership team, to me, and to our entire marketing team, what do you think is going to happen? Everybody's going to share it in Slack. It's the same thing. Like if you're selling a, trying to sell a deal, like it's, it's very similar. You're trying to sell yourself and not a piece of software, but be, just be personalized. The outreach needs to be personalized. And You've got to take time because I know when you're not taking time and a, you know, an empathy in the sale process, having empathy is also understanding the amount of time and energy it takes for us to hire somebody on our team. Mm. We're not, we're not, um, we're not just randomly hiring people. Like this is a big decision for us, right? It's not an easy thing to get headcount approved to find somebody and then really invest in that person. So when you're mailing it in, that, that doesn't appeal to me. It doesn't show me anything. Do you have any, through your experience at Exact Target, OpenView, Lessonly, Seismic, Jellyfish, do you have any like any examples that like stand out in your mind on like people you've hired and ways that that individual has maybe gone above and beyond in the process that you would like package up in a case study as a marketer and share yeah. it with the world? Like what, yeah. what are, what, what is an example or two? So Ben Battaglia, who's now VP of marketing at Your Money Line, also a, an indie-based company, he came in to Lessonly for a content marketing role and he was leading a nonprofit. So did not align. He was introduced to somebody in the team and that's how he got in. At the end of every interview process at Lessonly, we had a 45 minute presentation they had to give on their first, I think it was their first 90 days. He was at, we were actually, I think I've said this to him outright. I think he knows this. So if he listens to this and he didn't know this, I'm sorry, but he was in second place walking into this presentation and he came in with the the entire presentation themed around Star Wars and each he brought in key, Star Wars keychains for each of us and had reasoning why he was giving each of us the, the keychain. And then his presentation, he just knocked the presentation out of the park and, and we hired him. And it's, and it's outside of a few other people, it's the best hire that I've made in my career is Ben Battaglia. But he had to take it one step further to show the passion that he had to join the team 
And again, he wasn't mailing it in. He didn't find a Google slide template and like fill out some stuff about the first 90 days. He was thoughtful. And I think that, you know, if you're going to, if we're going to put a bow on the conversation, it's being thoughtful and understanding that I am not looking at a resume as just another resume. Like this is a person that we are going to hire on this team. Do not look at me as another hiring manager that you're sending 50 emails to. Like there has to be respect there. Hopefully anyone listening who is uh, on the job hunt takes some of Kyle's advice to heart. A lot of it resonates with me. Kyle, appreciate the time you sharing some of your feedback just on hiring, recruiting, all of the above. And it's good to chat with an indie-based marketer yeah, here on, sure, a fr- on a Friday. Appreciate your time. Pleasure. Pleasure, Kyle. I always enjoy those moments when I can talk with Kyle about anything business or marketing related. I found that conversation extremely helpful. Hopefully, if you're looking for a new role, thinking about going into a new role, this gave you something to sink your teeth in. It's all about personalization. It's all about approaching that role like you are doing account-based marketing. I love that comparison from Kyle. You take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. We'll be back. More Modern Day Marketer on the other side.